The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org. I want to thank Carmen for bringing Kay into the space again this morning. It's lovely to feel her presence among us and around us. Kay uh, had an approach to sermon writing that I loved. She would approach sermons as writing letters, and often she would address the salutation to a church member or the, con uh, the congregation. And so this Sunday, I want to honor Kay's uh, writing approach, but I will leave the salutation in. Dear life, I hope this letter finds you well. It's been a while since I've written, but times being what they are, I needed to take some space, clear my head, and collect my thoughts. I recently read about a magical golden mailbox in Santa Rosa created by the folks from the U.S portal service who want to hear about how we're coping, whether reflecting on the past or imagining the future. Yes, you, you heard that right, the U.S. portal service, which is making space for our thoughts and feelings to travel beyond the standard delivery services. And given the pressures the postal workers are under right now, I did not want to tax them. If you've been keeping up on the headlines, you know we've been through some tough months. Well, okay, yes, the last four years have been challenging. Why, just yesterday we marked seven months since the city went into lockdown due to COVID. And no doubt you've seen the pictures of the fires, the devastation, maybe you've smelled the smoke the fires that have burned millions of acres, wiping out forests and wildlife, human life, entire communities. Our skies have gone black and ash falls like rain. And in the midst of the upcoming elections and now a Supreme Court nomination, our political system feels like a firestorm under the bent knee of white supremacy, come pleased to be heard. In the streets, voices rise above tear gas that burns and chokes. At our borders, refugees and asylum seekers are cooped up in cages, silenced behind the walls of hatred and fear. And across the planet, fires burn, storms rage, in our need and greed, we extract and deplete. Under the weight of it all, we can barely catch our breath. 
I know, I know. It's like Carmen says, life gets congested. Remember, sit yourself down, give yourself some room. Breathe, little pork chop, breathe. Did you read the story by Annie Galliano? Her husband, Mike, is a firefighter, and together they created a class for firefighters and their families. Hers is called Breathing Room. Annie writes, the purpose of my class was to give firefighter families tips on how to keep from living too close to the edge with the ever-present danger of going over. To go over is to face collapse, breakdown, or complete utter implosion of your marriage and your family. The goal is to back away from the edge, to give you and your family some breathing room. Like an overstuffed closet that can hold one more item, we must clean out the closet make some space, or else it will come crashing down on our heads someday and leave us in, as life keeps heaping more and more upon us. Firefighting is not a desk job. When the human body is faced with danger, it undergoes immediate, dramatic physical changes for the purposes of survival. It is exhilarating. It gives you superhuman strength, but the more your body has to fight to survive, the harder it is to work to recover when it's all over. Annie has tips. Don't overcommit. Know your limits. Give yourself some space. Get some exercise and get some rest. What's good for the firefighters and their families sounds like that's good advice for all of us, don't you think? Because let's face it, these last seven months, right, right, these last four years have been draining, even despairing. The threats before us, be it forest fires or fascism, push us close to the edge. And in our efforts to turn things back, how do we stand the line without going over? Annie says, recognize your limits. Make space. Rest up. And then regroup. I heed Annie's advice, but I also turn to the artists looking for answers too. I've been thinking about the Oakland-based artist Woody Diothello's show, Breathing Room. Diothello was born in Miami, his family of Haitian descent. The ceramic sculptures are based on what Diothello describes as a contemporary nisiki, a type of Central African object or container inhabited by a spirit. While there is joy in his work, he recalls the stories and the histories of the African diaspora, recognizing that some stories are tragic, unjust, and heart-wrenching. Holding all that hurt and pain, Diothello finds a way to bring the pieces to life. 
looking at the Othello's vessels capable of holding and releasing, something in me opens up, or maybe something breaks open. And I remember that we are carriers of a spirit, our breath lifting and falling as we make our way. But as Diothello makes clear, there are too many beautiful black and brown vessels filled with life and spirit, and that in the hands of colonialist power have been broken, burned, and often left to die. Whole communities over generations denied breathing room. But something is breaking open we see it in the streets, in the signs, in the songs, in the long and winding lines waiting to cast their votes. Voices demanding to be heard. To hold the line on hatred and beat back the bigotry, to beat back the flames of bigotry, we need to keep up the pressure. To be part of the big love brigade requires collective efforts. We need to work together, assess our strength, recognize our limits, and forge partnerships that will help us to stay strong for the battles ahead. We need to go the distance, but not go over the edge. Each of us in the big love brigade needs some time to take a breather, set down the armor and put the tools aside. We are learning to be nimble and pivot to meet the heavy demands of the time, but there also needs to be a pause to lighten our load and give ourselves a rest. A battlefield tent might come to mind, but I prefer the image of the sukkah a temporary dwelling described in the Jewish Bible where it's written the ancient Israelites built open shelters out of palm fronds during the 40 years in the desert and where the farmers gather at the end of the harvest. In the fall, Jews celebrate Sukkot, the Feast of the Tabernacle, also known as the Festival of Shelters. Inside the Sukkah, you come to find respite to rest, have breathing room. Tradition says that you keep four important symbols inside the sukkah. Together, they represent the blessings of nature, the closed frond of a date palm, myrtle bough and willow branch, and fruit from the citrion tree. Symbols, I think, I'd like to think that remind us that we are dependent on Earth's bounty and a part of it too. In the sukkah, we come seeking balance, ease, and gratitude for life's blessings. Now, not everyone has access to palm fronds, branches of willow and myrtle, and fruits from the citron tree, the citron tree. But we all need access to places and spaces that help us connect to the sources that restore our souls. Across religious traditions and cultures are practices that teach us to find balance, to be still, 
to breathe into the steady ebb and flow that's essential to all creation. That is how the Big Love Brigade will go the distance without going over. We are each filled with a spaciousness and spirit, and we're each our own sukkah, a movable tabernacle, a mutable shelter. We are co-creators taking cues from the natural world that surrounds us. We drift into cloud-filled sky and get lost in the stars. We float in the waters, stand tall and centered like the mountains or the majestic redwood trees. We become aware of our bodies, our breath, our entire being. And in just being, we find ourselves resting in the beautiful story of creation. Our beautiful blue-green planet suffers. The signs are everywhere. Fires and floods, glaciers retreating, waters warming and rising, heat scorched earth, parched land. We have stepped beyond the bounds and things are out of balance. Earth cries out for breathing room. And we in the big love brigade must stop and listen. We must follow the cues and the clues to find our balance and bring ourselves back and our beloved planet back from going over the edge. When I feel myself nearing the brink, I, I pull out a particular memory to bring me back from going over. I was 17. With two friends, we rode our bikes from Yarmouth to Cundy's Harbor, all of 40 miles, following the coastal route along the Atlantic seaboard in Maine. It took us two days each way. Like I said, this was, these were the early days of my long distance cycling adventures. On our second night, we camped along a beach on the Winnegance Bay. The night was clear. It was late summer. The sky a rich royal blue and a new moon rising. Stars slowly formed before our eyes. The slow exhale of an incoming tide came to rest upon the shore. And outside our small tent, we built a campfire, watching the embers glow and the sparks take flight. I had recently finished reading Siddhartha by Hermann Hesse, a lyrical and quiet story about struggle and spiritual awakening. awakening. And looking up into the star-filled sky, feeling the heat and the fire, hearing the waves fall and rise, I felt what Siddhartha felt, a coming home to myself and a part of the great cycle of life. My breath lifting and falling like the tide, my body resting in the sand, the fire crackling sparks rising to the stars, the soft sound of voices like a song. I was inside the breathing room and with each inhale of breath, felt myself part of it. 
dear life. I imagine the folks at the U.S. Portal Service have many letters to deliver, and I, I want this one to make its way to you. But before I go, I have one, one last story. While thinking about Cundy's Harbor, I was reminded of a letter that Hess wrote. This now 100-year-old letter is about the power of trees and how we can take refuge in them. Hess writes, for me, trees have always been the most penetrating preachers. I revere them when they live in tribes and families, in forests and groves. Trees are sanctuaries. Whoever knows how to speak to them, whomever knows how to listen to them, can learn the truth. They do not preach learning and precepts. They preach, undeterred by particulars, the ancient laws of life. A tree says, a kernel is hidden in me, a spark, a thought. I am life from eternal life. The attempt and the risk that the eternal mother took with me is unique. Unique the form of veins of my skin, unique the smallest play of leaves in my branches, and the smallest scar on my bark. I was made to form and reveal the eternal in my smallest special detail. When we are stricken and cannot bear our lives any longer, then a tree has something to say to us. Be still, be still. Life. If you happen to run into any of the folks from the Big Love Brigade, tell them I'm thinking of them. Tell them, beloveds, may you find stillness and strength, a place to rest and find rejuvenation, be it at the border of the woods, at the break of an ocean wave, the banks of a river, the soft edges of fresh cut grass, or deep inside the lyric of a song. Give yourself some room and relish what it means to be alive, and then breathe. The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org 